Social Ventures Australia brings you this podcast from the SVA Quarterly, the leading management publication for the social sector in Australia. This podcast, Healthy Country, Healthy People, outlines recent analyses of five Indigenous protected areas or IPAs across Australia which demonstrate the social and cultural co-benefits of Indigenous land management initiatives. The podcast is based on an original article by Brendan Ferguson, Allegra Day and Diana Ferner, which addresses three main points. Firstly, that four recent social return on investment, or SROI, analyses demonstrate the success of the IPA and associated range of programs, which have generated significant social, economic, cultural and environmental outcomes. Secondly, that the IPA and associated range of programs engage Indigenous Australians in meaningful engagement on country and deliver large-scale conservation outcomes that greatly benefit the Australian community. And thirdly, that the success of these programs is predicated on aligning the interests of Indigenous Australians with those of the broader community, as well as the extraordinary engagement of Indigenous Australians. In remote West Arnhem land on 1.4 million hectares of Indigenous-owned land adjoining Kakadu National Park, there is a small clearing where visionary local leader and accomplished artist Lofty painted some of his last rock art before his death in 2009. This clearing is one of thousands of rock art sites on the Wadakan Indigenous Protected Area, which is managed by Nawadakan people in accordance with their priorities and with federal government support. While most of Lofty's more recent art is relatively well-preserved, older sites have been badly damaged by buffaloes and dangerous wildfires. When Nawadakan left the the land for nearby towns more than 50 years ago, feral animals and wildfires took hold of country that was no longer actively managed. But today, Wadakan IPA rangers are helping to bring back healthy country and preserve important heritage sites, including Lofty's rock art. In 2015, the Department of the Prime Minister and Cabinet, or PMNC, sought to understand, measure or estimate and value the changes resulting from the Wadakin IPA, as well as four other IPAs across regional and remote Australia. To do so, PMNC commissioned Social Ventures Australia, or SVA, to conduct social return on investment analyses of the five IPAs and associated range of programs. A core component of SROI is understanding the changes that a program has created from the perspective of stakeholders. Key stakeholders in this instance included rangers, Indigenous community members, federal and state governments, Indigenous corporations and a range of cross-sector partners including corporates, NGOs and research organisations. SVA undertook 143 consultations with identified stakeholders and this involves spending time on country and facilitating conversations with individuals and groups wherever they felt most comfortable, be that around the campfire, in the car during long trips, or whilst tracking feral cats. So what were the benefits created by these IPAs? The four SROI analyses collectively established that the IPAs and associated with Indigenous ranger programs have generated significant social, economic, cultural and environmental outcomes for rangers, for community members, state and federal governments and other stakeholders. That success is predicated on extraordinary levels of engagement, 
Indigenous Australians are supported through IPAs to manage their country in accordance with their cultural obligations, as well as at the same time delivering large-scale conservation outcomes. Overwhelmingly, the four analyses demonstrated that Indigenous community members, especially rangers, have experienced a reconnection to their traditional country, language and culture. Facilitation of ranger employment opportunities on country for old and young people has delivered a range of positive outcomes, such as for rangers increased pride and sense of self, as well as better health and well-being, for community members, better cultural asset management, more role models for young people and less violence. For Indigenous corporations, improved governance capacity. And for corporate partners, increased local and international credibility. From the perspective of government, the programs demonstrate a successful lateral approach to tackling systemic social, health and justice issues, ranging from unemployment to dependence on alcohol and other drugs. Of the 35 outcomes that were deemed to be material across the four analyses, PM and C were able to map 28 of these, which accounted for 91% of value creation, back to the five strategic priorities which underpins the Indigenous Advancement Strategy. Each IPA has a different story, which impacts on the nature and extent of the value created. For example, Wadakan mentioned earlier, uh, has a core focus on carbon abatement. Today, over 40 Indigenous rangers based, based on outstations within the Wadakan IPA are dedicated to caring for country. Fire management is undertaking using a, an award-winning two-toolbox approach, which blends traditional and Western land management practices. This highly skilled work is really critical to the Wadakan's vision for healthier country and people, and fulfils the wishes of elders. As senior ranger Tara Gumalanya said, before we, we returned here, it was empty country. Our old people would call it orphaned country. The country was badly damaged by uncontrolled fires and there were buffalo everywhere. The land management and the IPA help us fix this. While the social and cultural benefits resulting from healthier country cannot be overstated, Nawadakan has achieved great success in also generating tangible economic benefits from land management activities. Since 2007, Nawadakan have been selling carbon offsets on the international carbon credit market to partners including ConocoPhillips. Carbon abatement has afforded Nawadakan the opportunity to use their land for economic gain, empowering them to chart their own course towards a better future for their communities. Additionally, land management on the Wadakan IPA benefits the federal government and the wider community, since the Wadakan Ranges are protecting and rejuvenating one of Australia's most important biodiversity hotspots in a really cost-effective way. The second and third IPAs to explore are Birali Baru and Matawa Kurara Kurara, which have built an intermediate labour market. The Birali Baru and MKK IPAs, as they're known, are located in central Western Australia, northeast of a small town called Waluna. The land belongs to the Matu people, who were amongst the last of Australia's indigenous people to make contact with Europeans. Many living Matu recall their experience of first con contact, occurring as late as the 1960s. While Matu connection to country and culture remain strong, 
many Matu now live in towns and communities on the edge of the desert rather than on their own country. A 2013 attitudinal survey of 98 Matu living in and around Waluna that was conducted by Matu confirmed that there are low levels of work participation amongst Matu living in Waluna. Respondents identified inadequate engagement of the Matu community by local employers, resulting in a low capacity to respond to work, training and enterprise opportunities among Matu. One of the exceptional employers was the Central Desert Native Title Services, who are responsible for managing the Birali Baru and MKK IPAs in partnership with traditional owners. The Birali Baru IPA is characterised by a strong custodial responsibility to look after country and provides for the transfer of traditional knowledge between generations. The MKK IPA consists of two former pastoral properties, Lorna Glen, Matua and Irahidi, Kurara Kurara, which now comprise a premier arid zone research station. A co-management relationship has evolved between the WA Department of Parks and Wildlife, or DPOR, and Matu native title holders, which provides for the development of ranges natural resource management and work readiness skills. A third important work zone is situated between MKK, IPA and Wiluna on the Jundee gold mine. Rangers undertake rehabilitation, recycling and flora and fauna survey work in partnership with Northern Star Resources, which was formerly the New Newmont Mining Corporation. The three work zones, Birali Baru, MKK and Jundee, offer different opportunities for Matu Rangers, providing a progression from a cultural space, Birali Baru, to one of joint management with government, MKK, through to a commercial operation, Jundee. Matu have a different cultural and historical relationship with the country comprising each work zone, and the nature of ranger work undertaken shifts to reflect that. Lena Long was born at Well 7 on the Canning Stock Route. Lena has been one of the most consistent ranger employees on the Birali Baru and MKK IPAs. She sees the opportunity to effect greater change with increased investment in the IPAs. At a meeting with DEPOR representatives at the Lorna Glen Research Station on the MKK IPA, Lena explained how Matu and DEPOR staff can continue to strengthen their working relationship as well as learn from each other. She said, we want to work with the scientists, even if it's just one or two Matu. Learning from the scientists, that's what's important. And we can teach them Matu names and looking for tracks. The DEPOR regional manager, Ian Keeley, agrees. He said, I don't think our staff could ever read the country and track a cat across the country the way Matu can. The third IPA to look at is Girigan, known for its partnerships. A significant amount of value created by the Girigan IPA is derived from its partnerships. The IPA covers more than 1.25 million hectares of land and sea country in far north Queensland that belongs to eight traditional owner groups. Land within the IPA is multi-tenured, and includes Aboriginal held land, private land holdings, national parks and World Heritage areas. Because of this, Girigan maintains a very complex co-management model whereby partners jointly manage country in accordance with shared priorities. In many ways, Girigan is considered the glue that supports a diverse group of partners to come together, including local, state and federal governments, local and national NGOs, research partners and private landholders. 
This arrangement is beneficial for Indigenous community members whose aspirations for country are now heard alongside those of the broader community. Girigan provides its partners with a culturally assured process of consultation with traditional owners. Melissa Flynn, who is project officer with the Wet Tropics Management Authority, explains that when we work with Girigan, we can trust that we are communicating with the people who have a right to speak for country. They have good governance and a good system for consulting with traditional owners, which enables us to work effectively. Partners also benefit from the leading role that Girigan plays in the region as an advisor, a supporter and an advocate for local Indigenous organisations. The final IPA we explored is Minyamai and its story of reclaiming culture. Situated on the far north coast of New South Wales, Minyamai is a freehold property of largely uncleared native forest, woodland and wetland habitats. It was handed back to the Banjalang clan by the Indigenous Land Corporation in 1999 after a period of settlement by dairy farmers in the early 20th century. Under the tenure of dairy farmers, Minyamai was drained and left largely neglected, resulting in significant damage by wildfires, feral animals and weeds. Like many of his generation, Daniel Gomes, a coordinator ranger at Minyamai, grew up hearing stories of native plants and animals that previously inhabited Minyamai. With many key elders having passed away, native plants and animals and their associated stories represent some of the last links to Banyalang culture and heritage. Daniel worried that they would never return. However, the IPA has provided the Banyalang people with much-needed resources and partnerships to enable land management activities. The land management has had a transformative effect on the healthy, healthiness of country including the restoration of native plants and animals that were thought to have been lost. The return of flora and fauna is a powerful reminder of the resilience of Panyalang people, enabling them to better understand their culture, their people and their place in the world. Daniel is proud to see his work paying off. He is regularly consulted by Indigenous and non-Indigenous groups on traditional burning techniques and was recently invited to present at the South East Queensland Fire and Biodiversity Forum. Kesha Wilson and Belinda Gomez once doubted that they would enjoy working in the bush. As female rangers, they now jump at the opportunity to undertake fire and land management work, including, including hazard reduction burns at Coffs Harbour Airport. The Minyamai rangers serve as role models for the broader Banyalang community and Belinda hopes one day to write a book to pass on the traditional knowledge that she has learnt to the younger generation. So what of value creation as a whole? Well, the four SROI analyses demonstrated that the social, economic, cultural and environmental value created more than the investment that was put into it. Varying results across the four analyses indicated that there were specific drivers of value, First and foremost are the individual circumstances of the IPA, the location, the differing landscape and the culture and history that's shared by traditional owners. Importantly though, the analyses indicated that increased investment in Indigenous land and sea management projects will continue to drive higher rather than diminishing rates of social return. In particular, value was found to be generated through three main mechanisms. Firstly, the creation of ranger employment opportunities on country, 
complemented by training to develop an increased skills skilled Indigenous land management workforce. Secondly, the provision of sufficient resources to manage, actively manage land at scale. And finally, investment in management capacity to effectively coordinate range work and to leverage IPAs for mutually beneficial cross-sector partnerships. Through the creation of ranger jobs in regional and remote communities, as well as the facilitation of valuable partnerships with private and non-profit sectors, these IPAs are supporting a development agenda across Indigenous Australia. Government and third party investment in the emerging Indigenous land and sea management sector will create increasing opportunities for Indigenous Australians to engage in the market economy, whilst actively managing and strengthening their connection to country. Together, the IPA and Working on Country programs are empowering Indigenous landholders to manage their country in accordance with their priorities, as well as deliver social, economic and cultural benefits for their people. Related podcasts and articles can be found on the SVA quarterly site, www.socialventures.com.au forward slash SVA hyphen quarterly forward slash.